fields of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The question is, how do you quantify it? How do you measure how good it's doing? And the only thing I can come up with is the word wellness. I just feel like everything is running on all cylinders. So I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm not running a marathon, but physically I feel very, very good. The only thing I can compare it to is a young, healthy kid. He only has a problem when he notices it. Otherwise, he's just living life to the fullest. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code Kate. Hi, this is Kate. Make sure and go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. You're going to get special deals from my Patriot Supply and a payment plan. Isn't that amazing? You can do this on payments, which makes it easier on the budget. But make sure you have a food supply. Make sure you're um, adding to that food supply. All you need to do is go to preparewithkate.com. Thanks, you guys. Is that so? The Kate Daly Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. there. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I've got investigator Dave with me today. And uh, I always, Hello. I know I always say it like that, but I can't say it any other way. So it just comes uh, out as investigator Dave. Because uh, uh, you're so much fun, Dave. Uh, Dave comes on the show every Friday if you're new to the program. And mm-hmm. uh, he's been an investigator, LAPD, uh, you name it. And then, of course, history is his thing. And we always talk history on the show. More Dave. <laughs> but we always uh, talk history. And I always appreciate you being here. Thank you, Kate. It's fun. I love it. You're a fan fave. Um, Also, I want to mention... Dr. Ron Paul is coming on the show. um, Former congressman. Is going to come on the show Tuesday. Um, Also... That same show is John Lee Dumas, who is who has created the world's uh, most uh, listened to podcast. And I'm telling you, it is it's good. He does a show called Entrepreneurs on Fire and made a fortune and made it basically overnight. And he tells people how he did it. Also, I'm working on a couple of things. Uh, Fidel Castro's bodyguard uh, did a tell-all, and on the last, you know, 20, 25 mm-hmm. years of, of being with Fidel Castro. Also, uh, uh, Fighting Blind, uh, the author of that, and that was a Green Beret who was blinded over in um, in his tour. Um, I think it was over Afghanistan, and uh, he actually worked his way back into 
same position again. So this will be really interesting to talk with him. Also, next week, I have Will Carlisle, who uh, wrote the book Jungle of Stone. And it's about two guys on a journey going in for the lost civilization of the Maya. It's kind of an Indiana Jones on steroids story. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be coming on to do that. Uh, we got a lot of, lot of fun guests uh, next week and the following week. So welcome back to Dave. We were talking about the anniversary of the A-bomb and uh, as it comes up in the press sometimes. And uh, we were just kind of talking about maybe some of the facts that people hadn't heard and the quotes from generals and and world leaders that we hadn't heard and that haven't been a part of that narrative for I, so many years. Yes. I want to give another tidbit on the war, and that was... <clears throat> The Doolittle Raid, mm-hmm. although it was very detrimental to the, um, uh, oh, gee. The Doolittle Raid, if you watch the movie Pearl Harbor, when they got into the, the planes, Ben Affleck and Alec uh-huh. Baldwin, and they went over on kind of a suicide mission. Yes. Okay. Uh, and But they landed, the in, they landed in China, and they were taken in. Many of the soldiers were taken in and fed by the Chinese. I mean, airmen were fed by the Chinese and where they were later rescued. That section of China suffered horribly afterwards. The Japanese were so incensed that they would take in American airmen that they went in there and killed tens of thousands. They destroyed and burned all their crops, raped and killed everybody they could get a hold of, and just made basically a... a, a, Wow. Sent it back to the Stone Age, that whole section of China, because they were helping American airmen. So there was quite a sacrifice that they did in order to do that. I don't suppose they realized that the Japanese would do that, but, hey, that's what happened. Hmm. Jeez. Well, there's a lot of facts. Go ahead. I wanted to uh, continue on with this. Let's go over to the European side for just a little bit. I'm going to bring Hillary in on this in just a little bit here, okay? And Auschwitz, the largest concentration camp, you know, in Europe Mm -hmm. at the time. It was built by I.G. Farben, mm-hmm. huge complex producing, besides slave labor and, and the, the other, you know, death things, uh, Auschwitz produced synthetic rubber and oil the Germans were drastically in need of. And it was such a huge complex that at one time it was using more electricity than the whole city of Berlin. <clears throat> Massive place. It's incredible. <clears throat> yeah, it's incredible. I.G. Farben was had a subsidiary, General Motors and Standard Oil of New Jersey. That's an interesting connection. Yeah, interesting connection. And uh, GM and Standard Oil of New Jersey, they formed a joint subsidiary with this giant chemical, German chemical plant, IG Farben. And uh, with that, they produced uh, this called, what's called tetraethyl, mm-hmm. tetraethyl fuel. It's actually a leaded fuel. But the Germans needed that for their aircraft and for their their war machines. And so basically, GM, Standard Oil, and then Ford were producing ve- vehicles for the war machine of Germany, including ball bearings and other things like that to keep their war machine going. Well, that wasn't in their pamphlets. No. <laughs> Over here in America? <laughs> no, it wasn't. In fact... Yeah. Um, According to a captured German record, he says uh, the fact that, that since the beginning of the war, we could produce lead tetraethyl is entirely due to the circumstances that shortly before the Americans presented us with the production plants complete with experimental knowledge. Without this, the present method of warfare would be unthinkable. So they weren't able to do it. 
Well, these guys got together, and um, the GM and Ford companies, and they had subsidiaries over there, and they continued business with the Third Reich even after the war began. And they, they got together with Opel, and it said they became an Opel subsidiary, and they operated with the Reich and locating a, a new heavy truck facility in Brandenburg. Interesting uh, that this never entered into the realm of treason or especially when you're funding or selling hey, to or helping the war, other side. War is war and business is business. <laughs> well, geez. Money is money. I mean, you know, would you not consider that <laughs> treason? You did. And after the war, uh, uh, they were, um, I think it was, no, this was Alcoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get to Alcoa in a minute. But they suggested, the Americans suggested we move it to Brandenburg because it's less vulnerable to air attacks. So we'll move it over there. In fact, huh. one, one of the interesting thing is 80% of Berlin was destroyed in bombing raids, all the houses and everything. So after the war, when the U.S. military wanted to set up its headquarters near Berlin, mm-hmm. they went to the IG Farben factory because that was not bombed. Well, that's surprising. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> the same place, uh, actually, the same kind of factories were not bombed near Dresden when Dresden well, was. How in the out. world did they know, Dave? Well, there are certain places that were off limits. Jeez. To, to our bombing. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. In fact, uh, GM's chief, General Motors chief executive for overseas operations, James Mooney, was a- awarded by Hitler the Order of the German Eagle. Hmm. So, okay. When, Just uh, and let's go on to the digesting next Digesting this. Go ahead. Al- probably the worst was Alcoa. Okay. You know, Alcoa makes those saran wraps and uh, aluminum foil. That's right. Okay. That yeah, you sure, wrap your sure. clothes, you put your clothes in, and, I mean, clothes your food in. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> your do you? <laughs> you might if it's stinky enough. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> put your food in. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Alcoa... Um, Thurman Arnold, he was the assistant district attorney of the United States, Mm -hmm. and uh, they come up with evidence that some of the biggest monopolies entered into secret agreements with the Nazi cartels and divided the world up among them. And Seldes writes in his book, Facts and Fascism, actually published this in the middle of the war, quote, most notorious of all was Alcoa, Responsible for the fact that America did not have the aluminum with which to build airplanes before and after Pearl Harbor, while Germany had an unlimited supply. Alcoa supplied all this aluminum to Germany to help build this, right? It's called trading with the enemy. And it's just you make money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who they are. So when we talk about Hillary Clinton and the State Department... You know, giving secrets to the Chinese, mm-hmm. giving secrets to the Russians, mm-hmm. military secrets, receiving money from... Technology the, secrets. Technology Big time. Gate. That's what Chinagate was. Yeah. Under Clinton's reign. Under all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, both of the Clintons. Then it's just the same type of a thing. She's just doing what they did. And all over the you place. You know, and it, it happens everywhere that your money is money. Mm-hmm. And business is business. Now, and then they even do it in the name of foundations, like the Clinton Foundation. Oh, and that's the biggest, latest one. Yeah. Here she is, the head. She's got the Clinton Foundation, which is a charitable organization. They contribute 10% of their money ostensibly to, excuse me, to mm-hmm. charity. Mm-hmm. Okay? 10% and the rest, who knows where it goes. Yeah, who knows where it and goes. At the same time, she is the head. I mean, she is the Secretary of State. Yeah. And she deals and wheels with all these uh, nations around the world. Yeah. 
And, mm-hmm. and to top that, not only her, but her staff, her Huma, her right hand, uh-huh. right hand gal, Saudi Arabia, Pakistani, uh, she was employed as the assistant to the secretary of state for our nation. And at the same time, working with corporations and, and Clinton Foundation was paying her. And when when asked if this was a, um, you know, because Congress doesn't have a lot of, you know, cojones. And so they asked her, you know, well, does this present a uh, conflict of interest? And then she said no. So they believed her. <laughs> I was thinking, that's it? Like, the, the assistant yeah, to the Secretary of State well, is, is, is getting paid from two different, our government and also the Clinton Foundation, to do, uh, uh, you know, work for several companies, venture companies that buy stuff over there. And I just thought it was amazing that, well, we asked her and she said no. I was thinking, that's it? Wow. All yeah, right. Yeah, well, well, that's the end of that controversy, huh? Would Hillary lie? <laughs> Would Hillary lie? There should be like a game. Would Hillary lie? That would be really funny, actually. There should be like a board game. Um, yeah. <laughs> see how many you can tell to get across the thing. <laughs> and so uh, so Clinton, okay, so go on with the trading with the enemy, because I, I don't think as World War II was happening, you had wives going to work. All the guys were shipped out, and there was this... For our country, we're going to make all these sacrifices and we're going to go to work and we're going to do all of these things and work in all these factories and take up these jobs because the guys are overseas fighting. That was the sentiment, the emotion. Uh-huh. But had they known that so many companies over here were dealing directly and providing, let's say, the enemy with, uh, with these things, they w- it would have been a much different sentiment over here in America. Never hit the headlines. Yeah, I think so. You have to kind of keep this secret. Um, there well, were tr- there were trials held for Alcoa, mm-hmm. some of the executives of Alcoa, and uh, and according to in Nuremberg actually, mm-hmm. and they had tried seven of them, five of them were convicted, and there, one author said that their sentences were light enough to make a chicken thief proud. <laughs> <laughs> Light enough to make a chicken thief proud. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like that actually. It's a great. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. (laughs) Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. Now, call 888-673-1450. 
This is the Kate Daly Show. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty bunch of red-eyed cows he saw plowing through the ragged sky. Hi there. Welcome back to the K Daly Show. So glad that you're listening in. I, I've got Investigator Dave with me today. And uh, of course, because it's Friday, every Friday we have Investigator Dave and we go through history, talk about uh, all, everything, you name it. We, do, you, we do you think a lot of people would turn off their radio if I sang along? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you try it? <laughs> you know what? You go right ahead. Uh, this is a show where you can do what you, do what you want. All right. All right. I also, I also wanted to uh, mention... Uh, you can go and get SoundClouds. You can listen to those and share them with friends, and you can actually download uh, right from katedallyradio.com. So it's K-A-T-E-D, as in David, A-L-L-E-Y, radio.com, katedallyradio.com. And uh, make sure you put your email in there so I can um, keep you up on what's going on with the show. And uh, and you can also email me at kate at katedallyradio.com if you have suggestions for guests or you want somebody special on the show and or you want us to look at a story. We're always happy to do that. I do want to mention, I just mentioned Huma, uh, Hillary's aide. It was uh, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, Republican, that raised questions about her work with the State Department as an employee and then also about this dual relationship she had working for Tenio Holdings. Tenio Holdings uh, was uh, was the company uh, that was um, founded by or ran by uh, Douglas Band. Douglas Band was running the Clinton Corporations, you know, all the, all the different things that Bill Clinton was doing. And so she was getting paid by them. They're a consulting firm. I love it when they just say consulting firm. That is like the stupidest name for a bit. Consulting, we consult. <laughs> really? Well, I don't know about that. Anyway, consulting is a very ambiguous, broad statement. Um, also, she was working for both. And when Michelle Bachman and Trent Franks and Louis Gomert of Texas uh, all went and said, I'm sorry, we don't, this is wrong. You can't do this. Uh, Congress basically said to her, well, have you given them any secrets? And then she said, no. And then it was dropped. And Hillary said, you're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. <laughs> so that's how, that's how it works over at the Clinton Foundation, I guess. Ridicule. Yeah, ridicule. The very first yeah. defense mm-hmm, sure. against doing something bad. Ridicule your opponent. Yes. We're how talking- can you think that? Yes. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about Hillary and trading with the enemy because there's some history to this. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this a long time, her and Bill Clinton. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the Clinton-Bush dynasty crime network. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in August 1944, August 8th, 1944, at the Hotel Maison in, uh, on the French-German uh, border. All the way back, 1944. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just go back there for mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, uh, um, Martin Bormann who was probably the chief financial guy and a Reichsführer mm-hmm. of Germany underneath Hitler. Mm-hmm. He called together the heads of I.G. Farben, Messerschmitt, mm-hmm. uh, Krupp, and, and Opel, and all of our guys, everybody there at the Hotel Maison. Fed them a marvelous meal, right? And then they sent everybody out of the room and they got together. And Martin Bormann outlined right there how that they would use the funds and the assets of the Third Reich. He says, we're losing the war. We're not going to win this war. Let's take everything we got and diversify. 
Hmm. Let's take our funds and put them in Swiss banks, Argentine banks, wherever else. And then we can take this and we can start another Fourth Reich if we have to. We can start and keep this thing going, at least our business ventures and our political ideals. Okay, we can keep this going. And so they did. They diversified them everywhere. And the main person that helped them is uh, our, um, our guy in Switzerland, Alan Dulles. Jeez, CIA Director Alan CIA Dulles. CIA uh, Council on Foreign Relations. Right. Yeah, and everything, you know. He, and, yeah. and, and also sitting on the board for the Kennedy uh, Commission. Mm-hmm. And there was a long-time right. relationship with him and the Bushes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Kennedy that fired him. Yeah. So um, um, anyway, yeah, he was right there. They were diversifying this, but they took all their funds. And some people now think, and I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, one of their great ideals to start the first Reich, uh, Fourth Reich was that we've got to unify Europe, which was Hitler's ideal in the first place. He wanted to unify Europe under a central mm-hmm. economic group with Germany at the center of it. What does that remind you of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, and and dun, with, dun. Their, with a European yeah. army, too, like NATO, like the right. Euro- EU. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a continuation. Let's take the caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Hey, Kate. Sorry, this is completely off subject, but just to let you know, because Costco gas is uh, almost 15 to 18 uh, cents cheaper than anybody else in town, now the gas lines are backed up that they're starting to block up River Road. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Go ahead, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What I'm saying is that... Mm -hmm. These plans, Martin Borman survived the war, by the way. Mm-hmm. They say that he died, you know, crossing a, a, a bridge while the American bombing was going on. But uh, uh, Dave, Dave, Dave Aska, mm-hmm. you know, when we had Harry Cooper on here, I read his book and he met our, he met Borman in Mexico mm-hmm. back in the 60s. So it, he, was, he was still around, still conducting the show. But it's amazing that Europe would slowly unify into that. Now, the political candidates we have, who is so most supportive of NATO and who's most supportive of the EU right now? Mm-hmm. It's it's a continuation of the same families, same money, same group, same, same dynasty, power car, mm-hmm. uh, brokers. Right. That's have always you and know. And people been don't there realize then. that the Bushes are heavily entrenched in the Clinton foundations. Oh yeah, they're they're the, they're the same ilk. Yeah. Right. They're together. Mm-hmm. And it's the same old thing. So uh, what I'm just saying is that you take a take a in order uh, understand what's going on right now. You have to understand a little bit of history. Right. You have to understand where change. these people are coming from. Hillary didn't just come out of the woodwork and just say, here I am. There's a long history there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of a thing with Donald Trump. He's got a long history, too. Wheeling and dealing and financing. Mm-hmm. But his is on the other side. It's got the old money, old power structures versus the new. And uh, what's he going to do with the new? I don't know. But it's not the old. It's and not the old. And definite, there's definite animosity there between them. Big animosity there. And so, actually, there's other power structures, too. There's the drug cartels, mm-hmm. and there are certain countries that, but, uh, yeah. Oh, what so a tangled web. Anyway, go web. ahead with your... <laughs> oh, what a tangled web we weave. Uh. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. I want to talk just a little bit about... Thanks for that, though. You know, there's so much there that we could probably do another hour on just the mm-hmm. Clinton Foundations and what they're up to and how many there are. There's oh. there's a lot of different uh, foundations. I've actually done a lot of reading on this. Um, maybe I'll prepare something for next week because people need to understand the the, the crime chain. They... 
it's it's worldwide. There's there's just so much to it that it's it's almost exhausting, and uh, you know. And then there's these women standing there in tears because Hillary has ovaries and she might be the president. <laughs> wow! Well, uh, I just you almost just well, wish that they could get what she's about. Not that not just the fact that she has boobs and ovaries, but that she has she has a crime syndicate. That it's all over the world. It's amazing to me. What gets me is a mesmerizing feature. Mm-hmm. That she has. It's the same with like with Adolf or Hirohito or anybody else. You know, when you start putting all your faith and trust in one person. Right. And and you know, ignoring all the the bad. You know how she gets away with some of this before I get into this clip. What she did. I I really researched this. It was very, very interesting because I wanted to know how she's getting away with having this charitable foundation. So what she does is she has these these huge gatherings and everybody goes that's in the know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, on both sides of the fence. Republicans and Democrats, by the way, are very supportive of these foundations being part of the Clinton foundations. What they do is they give her these, they give her money. And then all she has to do is say that they, that they have committed. Now get this. They've committed to action that, that the money is committed to action. They don't have to say what the action was. They don't have to say what happened or the goal or anything. It's just, she had 3,000, um, there was one thing where where it was millions and millions of dollars pouring in and, uh, and she doesn't have to disclose it other than to say that these certain organizations, partners, if you will, are committed to, they've committed to action on paper. They've said that they're going to do something. And then nobody ever investigates but that and she something runs is. off with this money. And it's almost amazing <laughs> that she's getting away with it, that That's there's no amazing. audit. And it's just they have committed to action. And you'll see that if you start to research this and go down this rabbit hole, you will see that language over and over and over again. It's, it's amazing to me. Huh. So let's switch gears just a little. I want to talk about uh, the KGB agent and Soviet diplomat Yuri Bezmenov. This guy is fascinating. And the reason being is he talks about America and he talks about India and Russia. He was with in Russia for a very long time and very high up there in the food chain for, for spies. But hear what he has to say. This is about a minute and a half. And I find it so intriguing. He's very, he's for a spy, <laughs> he's very sort of forthright. And this is interesting what he has to say about America. Here we go. This is Yuri, Brez, uh, Yuri Bezmenov. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion 
or active measures, активные мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American, every American, to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Wow. Ideological subversion. It's just out in the open. All the facts are there. If you think about it, I saw a meme today that said we are just overwhelmed with information, but not a lot of wisdom. <laughs> That's very, very true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> information overload, uh -huh. um, but we don't have a lot of wisdom. And the wisdom is in, is in understanding and accepting some of the things you read if it goes against what you think you know. Because I think all of us have, it, have this, I don't care who you are or how educated you think you are, all of us have cognitive dissonance. And we, we are fighting that, but there are so many Americans, there is so much out there that's so open. They say it. George Bush came out and said, new world order over and over again. He said, this is what's coming. This is what we're striving for. This is what we want. If the average American says new world order, they are immediately tossed aside as a conspiracy theorist. George Bush Sr., said it over and over again. How many times does somebody have to say something before somebody actually believes? Hi, everybody. Go to the bottom of my homepage. You're going to see an ad for Z-Stack, Dr. Zelenko's new vitamin supplement that combines zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. All of those things that we talk about on the show, he has combined them into one supplement. Dr. Zelenko is a board-certified physician in New York. He was the one that gave ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to Trump and told him about that, and he was really the guy that started the frontline doctors. Dr. Zelenko formulated the Support Your Immune Function supplement. Zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Take this every day. This is a great combination of a supplement that you can take of all the things we talk about on the show. This is an amazing product to keep you well and make sure that you go get this. This is also manufactured in the USA. Head and order this. Go to the bottom of my homepage at Hi, this is Kate, and I just wanted to let you know about a new product that I fell in love with, and I want you to have it too, and you can get a special deal on it right now. It's a wonderful sanitizer that really cleans, hospital grade, they use electricity to do it, and it's really natural, and it's not sticky, this, it doesn't have alcohol in it, it's just an amazing new product, and it's concentrated, so you actually get tons of bottles of it for a really low price and it stores well for prepping. So I would highly recommend this and get it while you can. Um, instead of $250, you can grab it for 44 bucks. This is at the bottom of my homepage. You can find the, the little ad on the, on the bottom of my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Click on it. You'll love this product. We need a new kind of clean. To do that, Clean Start combines two of nature's most powerful forces, water and electricity, to produce electrolyzed water, or HOCL. 
HOCL is your body's first internal response after an infection or trauma. In fact, it's significantly more effective at killing bacteria, viruses, mold, and mildew than bleach or other household cleaners. Clean Start's globally patented tablet-based hand sanitizer turns any quart of tap water into FDA-approved alcohol-free hand sanitizer and registered wound care solution to a new kind of clean. 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Back to uh, the Kate Daly Show, playing a little Marty Robbins uh, in this show for Dave. I got Investigator Dave with me. Hi. Hi there. Okay, so we have so much to talk about, don't we? I just played a clip of Yuri uh, Bezmanov, who was the Russian spy, and he came out, he was a defector, and he was interviewed. This was, oh, geez, almost 30 years ago. And he came out and he talked about how the four stages of how they accomplish what they want to accomplish in a country. And it's pretty fascinating to listen to. So I want to play this. Um, He just talked about ideological subversion, where all of the facts are out there, but we just have such a hard time seeing them. We don't, accepting them, I'm sorry. These policies are practiced, I believe, not only by the KGB, although he expresses them here. Right. Every country that wants to subvert another country. Right, right. Does it? Yeah, I know. This is just insane. So here is Yuri talking about the first stage. The first stage is demoralization, demoralization. And, uh, and he talks about the fact that it's by Americans to Americans. So it doesn't have to be a foreign agent doing this um, to take over another country. A country can take over itself if it has an agenda separate from the people. Um, and that we are unable to access true information and documents and things like that. So let's talk about, okay, so I'm going to play this just about a minute and a half from Yuri uh, Bezmanov, who was the Russian spy. Here we go. Future Marxist Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get... Uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, Even if I shower him with information, with with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he he is going to receive a kick in in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck. 
with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. All right, so we're going to go into the next stage, but wow, what insights! No, I know, right? Isn't and this so something? this was thirty years ago when he said this is pretty done, pretty much done, <laughs> and so you'll just see this decline now in in the morals and values of America, which he's right on the money. Go back yes. thirty years, and America really started changing ideologically. Not it was uh, that, and also um, our sense of morals and values. It used to be that it. The, that the bar was high and that if you knew that you weren't getting to that moral uh, bar, uh, the, the very high moral bar, you felt bad about it. So you tried to get there. Well, we started lowering the bar. So there is a, the bar is so low now that who cares? Who cares? So you, you basically change a person by lowering the bar so low that there's just nothing to work for. Oh man. Amazing. Okay. So destabilization, uh, here we are. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Destabilization. Here we go. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense, an economy. Uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things. Never mind. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Walter Mondale, 30 years ago. Um, well, 20, 30, whatever. Anyway, 27 years ago. So amazing. That Isn't this he, interesting? It, he's so right on. Isn't he? Yeah. It, it, what, he's asked, what he's saying, at least to me, is that we confuse them. They don't know what's mm -hmm. up or down, right or left. They don't know what's right or wrong. And we tell them it's we, this normalization. Like, and if you watch that, we oh. had that huge, what he was talking about, Central America, was the 80s, right? When uh -huh. he went down there and the CIA was very, very busy. I'm just going to say that. Very busy. And then all of a sudden, the Clintons were in, right? And it seemed, the 90s seemed a little more normal on the, on the onset. Like we, I think as a nation, we kind of thought everything was coach during the 90s but uh -huh. it wasn't it truly was not but we were given this sort of 
uh, picture that it was, or or there was some things that were. It was very interesting during that time. Kind of normalizing yeah, what they're yeah. doing is they're but just, they're normalizing the corrupt con- yeah. control. Yeah, and they're normalizing Marxism. They're normalizing it. So we didn't even realize. I don't think as the control creeps in. During you know, I read time. once that uh, there's like four regulations a week coming down from regulatory agencies regarding businesses. They can't possibly keep up with them, but the control just creeps in. Do you got to do this now? You got to do that now. You watch out for this. Mm-hmm. Give us that. Yep. And it's just step by step. And then next thing you know, it's gone. You're gone. Right. Right. And I think wow. for, I think for a long time, there were moments where they could just take advantage. Well, I wouldn't say for a long time. I would say that they could take advantage of real things happening and use that as this is a crisis. Now we're going to have an opportunistic moment and take advantage. And then there's such a desperation to implement it faster that they create things to happen and then take those as opportunistic moments. So it's they're so busy doing both. And I think that that's where Americans... We just don't know which is which, and it's so hard to figure it out. And like he said, there's there's disinformation. There's so much of it, and then there's true information, and it's meant to confuse you, and it's meant to not ever—you just never know what's quite going on. Is this real? Is this fake? Did they make this happen? Did they not? They're still taking the opportunistic moment to provide us with more regulation and laws and, yes. and crooked ones. But what's real? And he said that's, that's what's so hard. That's part of the— um, the destabilization and also the uh, uh, it's it's part of it's part of their plan to make sure that Marxism just sort of flows in. You just don't know. It's the same thing. If you look at the alternative news, mm-hmm. it came out, you know, that we had some mainstays. But now in order to confuse people, you'll see a lot of these Fox yeah. fra- fraud yes. alternative sites coming out. Yes. Hi, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, this. You know, what you were just saying is like in, mm-hmm. has been encapsulating my thought about government and conspiracies and plan new world, world order for some time. And that is, is government, are, are these people really smart and have they really calculated and planned this, this whole thing out? Or I've heard a lot on this show and I've said it myself, is there incompetence? Because we see this all the time, the incompetence all over the place. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, they're so incompetent, so incompetent. But in the same breath, we're saying, look how crafty they are. They're so sneaky and they're so amazing at getting their message across. Mm-hmm. I've, always, I've always struggled with this. And the only thing I can explain it is that government uh, and its, its whole infrastructure seemingly to me is a tool uh-huh. for the bankers and the money, mm-hmm. the money lenders of this world to manipulate. Yeah, the masses. I th- and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you think about this? Either I have a hard time saying on one hand that they're incompetent, they're dumb, mm-hmm. they're inefficient, they don't know what they're doing, and at the same time, they're so brilliant and so smart that they've been able to uh, trick the entire nation. In you a, know what I mean? Yes. In a in a short answer, I'll take you off the air. In a short answer, my answers might be different than Dave's. If I were to answer that, I would say your banking cartel, the ones truly at the helm, the few in the know are very smart and they stand behind those that come across incompetent. And sometimes that incompetence is there to sort of throw us off as if, yeah, we just don't know what we're doing. And they do know what they're doing at the helm. And it's very compartmentalized. It's very compartmentalized. So you'll have people that truly are incompetent. They don't know the whole thing. They don't know all the parts of the puzzle and they're only working off maybe one or two. So they can appear to be extremely incompetent. But those that know 
the entire puzzle, the ones that are doing the compartmentalization, they know exactly what's going on and they know their goals. Go ahead, Dave. I don't know what you would say. I think there's, I think it's a mixture of both, but I agree with you. They're very top. Mm -hmm. They're very conspiring. They meet, they think, they talk. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, they, they have their seances or whatever right. it is. They get <laughs> whatever they do, <laughs> whatever they're <laughs> right. But they're sharp. Well, I'll tell but you, that doesn't mean they're infallible. No. And they and, are, they are, and they are fallible. And their greed can get ahead of them a little bit. Yes, they can. Right. So there's holes sometimes in, in right. what they do. And we've noticed those things, but I think that the American people have not picked up on the fact that there is a lot of compartmentalization going on and that you might have the FBI, uh, some white hats in the FBI that know this piece of the puzzle. Then you've got black hats that know this piece of the puzzle. You've got, you've got different people understanding different pieces of information and acting on them. Mm -hmm. And that, that not, that's why when people say to me, but how can something happen like a false flag and, and it doesn't get out there as much, or people don't come out. It's because they've been told a certain piece of it and that's, that is it, fine for them. And they work off the one little piece without knowing the whole. And you, you're right. And you get a lot of players in the compartments below mm -hmm. that think that they're doing what the upper people want yeah. upper classes want yeah. or whatever you want. But, and, and so they make a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. often, but because they're playing toward their power. Let me give you a case in point. Agenda 21. Agenda 21 was very crafted, implemented in 1982, right? 1992. Okay. Mm -hmm. It started its journey into our cities way back then. So those at the helm that wrote that, that wanted that very much knew that it would take years and years and years to get people to accept that their cities, their townships, their rural communities, and their states were not going to be sovereign anymore. There are people that implement that on the idea in your state, in your city, in your town, that implement that and say, this is what's best for us to all come together. Here we have five cities organization. Five cities is five cities together. Those cities should be sovereign, but they're not. They work together now on everything. And they think, oh, well, this is good. So you'll have bumbling idiots that think, oh, my gosh, this is really good. But those that made the plans know exactly what they're doing because the way that they instigate that plan leaves people in the dark. They don't see the end result 15 years from now. So they, okay, they play along. Yeah. And some, they do make mistakes. And sometimes the people above mm -hmm. go, hey, what did you do that for? Now we're going to have right. to clean up this mess. Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's what's, so, that's what's so crazy about it. Caller, you have about 20 seconds. Oh, okay. So uh, going off from what that statement was made is that we have they're not they're not stupid and they have allowed us to get where we are now and talk the way we are now on the radio mm -hmm. where 20 30 years ago you would pull off the station and not allowed to say anything yes. now you are mm -hmm. because there's nothing can be done because everything at the bottom which controls it is is in control and this is part of the the manipulation part of it is that we think that we're smart now but they are light years ahead of where we are we Bingo. need to be thinking beyond where we are at this point in time saying mm -hmm. what is going to be taking place 10 years from now. Yes. We know what's taking place in the past. Yes. Where are we going? And we need to get it right now. I've got to go. You're right, though. Now. Bingo. You got it. You got it. It's bingo. The biggest, yep. big, biggest, <laughs> He's right on. biggest mistake they've made? Yeah. Opening up the internet. Yeah. And they're kicking themselves for that. Yes, they are. Yes, they yeah. are. And you know what? They're doing everything they can do to shut it but down But they right can't. Now. It's a cat that's out of the box. You know what? All right. Well, this has been really fun. You've been uh -huh. listening to The Kate Daly Show.
clean start. EatDollyRadio.com.